0: Ready? Welcome back to another episode of Practical Nutrition. I'm Sarah Kostelnik. I'm Cassie Dimick, And I'm Alex Sean. And today we are talking about cheat meals. I feel like this is a perfect topic because we're still kind of inching our way past the beginning of 2021. And oftentimes with the new year comes new resolutions. So um, because most of them seem to be centered towards healthy lifestyle habits, losing weight, um, we're gonna throw some statistics out to you to prove just how you know centered around those changes they really are. So on December 1st of last year, 2020, they found that exercising more and losing weight are the most common New Year's resolutions for 2021 which, to be honest, does not really surprise me. (laughs) So this year, over 50% of people plan on doing more exercise or improving their fitness, and around 48% of them want to lose weight in general. So we kind of want to elaborate on that from a dietitian standpoint, tell you our thoughts and maybe how you should shape your New Year's resolution because we think those are great goals to shoot for, but we want to give you guys some tips and tricks on what exactly that should look like. So we're going to explain kind of what this diet mentality looks like um, you know that just overcomes a lot of us when we make goals centered around losing weight and exercising more so Alex do you want to kind of go into what this diet mentality is yes so Having an ideal shape or figure is part of that diet
1: mentality. So if we're looking on social media, for example, and we see these people that have this ideal figure, it's part of that diet mentality. I want to look like that person. If I eat a certain way, I'm going to look like that person. Also promotes weight loss as a means of attaining a higher status. So being a certain weight. A lot of people come into our office and say, I want to be this weight. Well, why would you, why do you want to be that weight? What makes you want to be that certain weight? Um, We don't focus on weight here. We like, to focus on body composition. We do a seven site skin fold. Um, So just focusing so much on weight is part of that diet mentality. Um, And what's a lot of the times on social media and what people like to focus on, which we don't like to focus on that. Um, It demonizes certain ways of eating while elevating others. So you hear people saying, I'm doing low carb, I'm doing no carb, which it's almost impossible to do a no (laughs) carb eating plan. Um, Again, part of that diet mentality really cutting things out, cutting whole food groups out. Um, So we don't necessarily like to do that. Ashamed of making certain food choices. Um, So ashamed of having that bread, of having pasta, of having too much fat. Um, associating a negative relationship with those types of foods is definitely part of that diet mentality Um, and then it oppresses people who don't match up with this picture of health which can be very damaging to both our mental and physical health you know some of my healthiest clients are ones that might just be a little overweight on the BMI scale which we don't necessarily use the BMI scale but their lab works fantastic they're super active they eat really healthy but maybe their weight doesn't necessarily reflect that which again isn't something that we focus on but part of that diet mentality is the weight focused centered um approach to everything which we don't like to do like I already mentioned but again cutting out whole food groups and thinking that we need to be a certain weight and certain shape
0: to be healthy, which again, that's not necessarily what we like to focus on. Yes, that's so true. Um, we want to challenge you guys. So, we're going to go over five characteristics of this diet mentality. And, Cassie, if you want to go over those and just ask yourself if you check any of these boxes. And if you do, this podcast is definitely going to be for you.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, the first one is feeling like you must earn the opportunity to eat food. And we see that a lot. Do you feel like you have to exercise a certain amount or do a certain thing or fit into a certain pair of clothing in order to eat something that you love? Uh, That's a red flag. Also over-tracking food intake. You know, We have a lot of our clients that we do have them track because the first you know, goal of our process of getting healthier is awareness. You know, Where are you? And so tracking can be helpful, but it also can, it's a slippery slope because it can mm-hmm. also um, be harmful if you're over-tracking things or you know, maybe you're looking at every single tiny thing you eat, you're weigh- weighing everything out. Um, so we try to focus on ways of looking at your plate, you, see, you hear us talk about that um, instead. So if you're over-tracking things or say you know how many almonds you usually eat, but you weigh them every single time, um, sometimes that can be also a red flag. Um, macro counting excessively sometimes can be a red flag as well. Again, some of that is helpful, but too much is not a good thing. Restriction of a certain food group, is the third one Um, it could be that you aren't you say i never eat this type of food even though it's something maybe you want to eat um so that that's one you'll never hear us say never eat xyz you know you see that on the internet often never eat this food to get rid of belly fat (laughs) you know so um so those kinds of thought processes that is another red flag also reducing your portion size or really restricting for an upcoming event Um, So say, you know, you have something you're trying to fit into this dress or you're trying to fit into You know, you're going to the beach and so um, that is another red flag for a diet mentality Um, Again a quick fix to a long-term type of issue Um, And then choosing foods that are considered clean or diet foods So if you're eating a bunch of bars because they fit into your macros for example And so you feel like that's all you can eat because you know exactly how much is in there Or if you're eating or drinking diet types of food Um, that's a diet mentality. Often those are processed, not healthy, and not something that you need to have. So if you're doing those things, it's a red flag.
0: Right, and we want to assess where, you know, all of our clients that walk through it, we want to know where they're at, and so we try to listen to their word choice. So as dietitians, we are trained to listen for specific words that our clients say that lead us to believe that they are stuck in what we call this diet mentality because we've said it before, we'll say it again, we're here for sustainable habits to help you Get the tools that you need to carry on that healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life and not just the six-week challenge or whatever, right? Um, so some things that we hear is, I was being good or I was being bad, right? Another thing that we hear a lot is guilt. I feel guilty for eating this food or this meal. I had a cheat meal, which we'll go into You know, more detail on what exactly a cheat meal is, if it's appropriate or not. Um, I can't eat fruit due to the, you know, amount of sugar, or I can't eat this, I can't eat that. I eat a clean diet, or whenever I'm on, you know, XYZ, I can't do this, or I can do that, or I eat this way. Right? So when we hear these words as nutrition professionals, we want to look into why our clients are using this word choice because oftentimes it has to do with their mindset. And mindset is an extremely powerful thing, right? So to us, it's important that we don't hear our clients frame their choices around cheating or being bad or feeling guilty um, because this often leads to even more feelings of guilt, restriction, whatever it is. Um, so cheating isn't a feeling that we want you to carry with you throughout the day and it may actually lead to patterns of restriction or disordered eating that we'll go into as well. Um, real quick, I'm gonna throw a research article out at you guys um, that kind of just compared, it was a, it was a study of college students, so people that more often use the term cheat meal or engage in cheat meal, and basically what they did was give them a questionnaire on cheat meals, if they engage in it, how often they do, and then assessed, it was a score that they got um, on if they engage in patterns of disordered eating. So without getting into too much details, What they found is that people, um, especially men, were more likely to engage in patterns of disordered eating, like taking laxatives or restricting or over-exercising after, like right after they engaged in what they defined as a cheat meal. And we don't want you guys to do that. So that's why we wanna take this connotation of a cheat meal or feeling guilty or whatever away from you guys, because research is showing that it may not have the best effects on your mental health and the things that you do afterwards one other thing that um, I think is interesting as well is the total amount of calories that research shows one may eat if they indulge in their craving and if they don't indulge in their craving. Or there is a study posted in the Journal of Experimental Psychology that found that people who Curbed their appetite with this indulgence actually consumed less calories than those who ate what they would consider a healthier option Or not that Now we're not saying yes Go always eat the unhealthy option But we're just saying that if you do sit there and satisfy that craving then you might be more likely to stop eating Feel like you satisfied it whereas you keep going back and going back and eating more and increasing your calorie consumption If you don't satisfy that craving so very interesting.
2: That is interesting and we call that health halo sometimes i mean that's a word we use for those foods because if you look at baked chips for example versus regular potato chips baked potato chips so the calorie is about the same actually in both products and people because they feel like the baked chips are healthier they might eat twice as many than they would if they were eating the real thing so Mm -hmm. we typically would encourage our clients, and we do this ourselves, is if you want some potato chips, then half a serving, enjoy every minute, and then move on instead of going and eating the whole bag of the baked chips because they're healthier. So, because they're really not. So, that's <laughs> not right. healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, um, so, they're not healthy either. So, um, so, just be aware of that and what your pattern is. So, that's an interesting study.
0: And we, yeah. said, we said the word cheat meals too. So, Alex, if you want to kind of dive into why we aren't necessarily for what we call cheat meals.
1: Yeah, so cheat meals may lead to patterns of disordered eating. So restriction, over-restriction of certain things, over-exercising, which we talked about earlier. So if you have that brownie, you feel like you have to over-exercise to burn a certain amount of calories. Um, Vomiting, laxatives. We see people utilizing laxatives to go to the bathroom more to try to get rid of those calories, even though we've already digested a lot of them anyways. Um, Patterns of restriction and over-indulgence are typically not sustainable. So the use cheat meals for example we sometimes see clients sabotage themselves on the weekends what we call it um so if we see people having cheat meals for breakfast lunch dinner and then breakfast lunch day the next day and then they're like Monday I'm going to start again that's kind of that diet mentality that we talk about and cheat meals sometimes lead into more cheat meals or it's just this large meal and then you end up feeling guilty about it which again is some of that phrasing that we look for um and then the rest of the week they feel like they can't have certain things so it Kind of leads into those type that type of mentality and those types of words and that we want to try to get away from that. Um, we do find everything in moderation. Uh, so cheat meals like Sarah said aren't we aren't for cheat meals. Um, depending on how you are engaging in cheat meals or periods of restriction and overindulgence, it's hard work. <laughs> um, it could potentially have negative effects on cardiometabolic health. So weight cycling can lead to fluctuations in blood pressure and heart rate, which nobody wants. Um, fluctuations in glomular filtration rates. So that's a measure of how your kidneys are doing and that can affect your kidney health, which again, never a good thing. Um, it can affect our glucose and our lipids. So if you're getting that blood work done and you're seeing those big fluctuations, that can be part of that as well. Um, it could be messing with your blood sugar a little bit, that glucose part. So if you're not eating all day and then you're having this huge cheat meal, that can affect your blood sugar, which again, isn't a great thing. It can be hard on your insulin to handle all that. Um, all these mechanisms can lead to an increased cardiac load, glomular damage, insulin resistance, damage to blood vessels. I mean, there's lots of things that can happen from this diet mentality, these cheat meals, um, which can all put you at in an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, renal disease, type 2 diabetes. Um, I mean, there's lots of negative effects of these types of cheat meals being used. Um, so again, we like balance. We like moderation. If you want that burger, maybe have a salad with it instead of having a burger and fries and then Andy's and then just feeling just overall not so great because it's just a lot of greasy food. And again, if you eat those types of things and you, let's say that you have been eating real healthy and then you eat something like that, it's going to just make you feel not that great. Um, So it's important to practice that moderation, having lots of balance in your day and avoiding just those cheap meals altogether.
0: And that also goes for, you guys have probably heard the term like yo-yo dieting, so people that don't pay attention to what they're eating, and then they go and they're on this extreme restriction because they're dieting, right? So that also puts you at increased risk for these cardiometabolic disorders as well. So keep that in mind. And Cassie is gonna wrap us up with what we are for, what we would rather you guys do instead of using the term cheat meals and and all of these other things that we talked about. Yes. So
2: diet's a four letter word you shouldn't use for <laughs> sure around us. Yeah. So, but in general, and for, you know, before we talk about what we want you to do, I also just wanna emphasize. That That feeling this way about food is very normal so I think all of us here at this table too have had some of those feelings and maybe you know that's one reason I went into nutrition is because I was confused and I you know thought there had to be a better way to eat and be happy and and have balance and so so if you do feel this way you know don't feel bad about that Um, but just you know the mind is a very powerful thing and how you talk to yourself about your choices and how you talk to yourself about your body really impacts how you feel in general and so so that's what we're trying to help you with is how you think about food because it doesn't have to be a stressful horrible thing to be healthy so um so that's what we really want to focus on but conscious indulgences i love that that's Mm -hmm. what we want you to think about them you have intention um, you are you know i know it's it's the same type of thing where you're having something that maybe isn't what you typically would eat because you just want have it but it's a different way of thinking about it so diet is a negative word cheat is a negative word bad is a negative word those are all negative things we want you to flip it and think of a positive word um, for it and so in clean I know is a positive word but that makes it seem like other foods are dirty, you know, so that Mm -hmm. that's another word we don't really like. So, you know, I think fun, um, you know, intentional indulgence, being conscious about it, that that really says you have control over the situation. You're making a conscious decision to have that food. And it's something that, you know, I encourage my clients to do on a weekly basis. And that, again, isn't a cheat meal. It's thinking of it as practicing Having those fun foods that you really enjoy in your life and doing it in a healthy way. So, Alex mentioned the balance part. You know, my goal is always to go into whatever meal or place I go and not overeat. And so filling up some on veggies helps, you know, and getting those healthy foods in, and that'll help you not eat as much of the other stuff. And then choosing, maybe picking and choosing what you really want. If it's something like salty that I want, I may get a salad with grilled chicken and french fries on the side, you know, so um, even though if it doesn't make sense, or if you really want to have Andy's, or we keep mentioning Andy's because everybody loves it, um, and so, but if you want to do something like that, you know, set yourself up for success by having a small, you know, or splitting it with some someone and so and then also not having a huge heavy meal before you go so um, so those are really you know important things thinking about it differently and then not overeating and that's an intention that you can feel good about you're done with it you enjoyed it but you didn't you know take two steps backwards after your week that you had that you were successful.
0: Yeah. Cassie use the word control and being in control of what you're doing and this journey that you're on and I think that's really important because a lot of our clients feel out of control and that is you know why they seek the help of a nutrition professional but giving yourself this control and giving yourself this permission to allow you to participate in what we call conscious indulgences right um Maybe you want a dessert tonight and and you eat it because you want to, or maybe you don't because you're satisfied from dinner. Um, Allow yourself to go through that thought process, experience those emotions, understand what happens when you make this decision and when you don't, and just go from there, right? You know, do what what you want to, but practice balance and practice self-control. Oftentimes we'll use like the 80-20 rule or the 90-10 rule where you eat, healthy foods most of the time, and then you allow yourself to have those fun foods, those foods that you eat for enjoyment. Um, So we do most of the time that makes a difference and not the things that we do here and there there's a lot of like family traditions that are centered around food and we want you to go in there in control of yourself in control of your food choices and enjoy your time there because it should not be a stressful thing and if you need help with that we can help you Um, but understand that you are in control of yourself and you are in control of your choices is extremely important so um, we are not encouraging you guys to eat whatever you want whenever you want right we're just encouraging you guys to change your mindset allow yourself to enjoy healthy foods and fun foods create that balance if you do feel like you have problems controlling your intake seek the help of a nutrition professional. That's what we're here for, right? Recognizing this diet mentality in your life and noticing when it comes up for you is the first step in taking yourself out of this way of thinking, putting yourself back in control. Um, so we are working with some clients in our 12-week challenge about all of this stuff. Um, shout out to you guys. You guys will probably be listening Woo-hoo! to this later. <laughs> um, but like I said, if you do have any questions or concerns about this, reach out to us. Um, you can email us at info at Net, call our office phone or look us up on sh- social media and send us a question um so i think that about wraps us up you guys have anything else to add that, that, no, that's it that's great yeah all right thanks guys for tuning in we will see you next week bye